Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Rootless Living Podcast in episode number 25. My name is Damian Ross, and besides being the host of this podcast, I'm also the publisher of a digital nomad slash full-time RVer magazine called Rootless Living. Before we get into who the guests are today, can you do me a favor? When this show is over, can you head over to one of your favorite social media accounts and share either the magazine or this podcast with your family and friends? It's a huge help in getting the word out, and I would really appreciate it. On today's episode, I chat with Adam and Veronica, the duo behind Good Natured Jobs, and we get to talk about what it's like to have the idea of going full-time in an RV, and all of a sudden, life starts really pushing you in that direction. But before I spoil too much of the episode, let's dive in. All right, with that, I want to welcome Adam and Veronica to the show. How are you guys? Hello. Hey, we're doing great. Awesome. Well, I'm stoked to have you guys on. I think you guys have another interesting angle to this lifestyle. And, you know, if I'm going to pat myself on the back, I think I've done a pretty good job of bringing in people that all have kind of different origins of why they got started, when they got started, how they got started, you know, just even their own lifestyle. And so I think hopefully, you know, when I get to like 25 or 30 of these, I'll have a good coverage of people that have started this lifestyle that have such different backgrounds. And so for you guys, I want to do that. Let's go back to where was, I believe if I kind of remember, sometime in 2018, you guys had a little bit of a life change and it got you guys thinking about this lifestyle. But let's go back to just talk about what your life was like before you went nomad. What were you guys doing? Where were you guys living? Yeah, so we actually lived in San Diego in a little, the last beach town we say, I'm in Southern California called Ocean Beach. We were like two blocks from the beach. It's a great little hippie town. Uh, went to the beach all the time. We and were we right had... off the main drag. and Yeah. And it was awesome. We had a giant yard, which was pretty rare for the area, as you can imagine. And we had barbecues and all of our neighbors were friends. And it was a pretty good lifestyle. It was all local businesses too. It, it still pretty much is, but um, there's, you know, one subway and one Starbucks and that's, a, that's all. So everybody knew each other and we all would meet for the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty nice. And then, so we both had full-time jobs. I call it the grind, the commute, high stress, lots going on. And we, we pretty much like work, work, worked. We moved out to Southern California, literally with nothing, whatever we could fit in the car. Um, we were in New Orleans, packed up the car on a whim and headed west and started from scratch. We didn't have even a couch <laughs> or a bed for like three months <laughs> in that apartment. Signed yeah, so, a lease without a job and then built everything up from there. Yeah, so we kind of took a chance and, and it worked out for sure. We had a really nice lifestyle there. Yeah, so we were in San Diego for like seven years and then in 2018 I decided to just quit my full-time job and go consulting I was working for an environmental nonprofit doing fundraising she was miserable <laughs> yeah it, it was a lot of stress I mean there were some good perks I got to travel and do conservation work but a lot of stress with that job and um, so I decided like what am I doing I have clients on the side already like I think I can just take it and run and see what happens so I quit my job and not even a week later we got a notice and oh, I'm sorry can I stop you right there can I just put in my part I was working as a park ranger which is really cool and it was a dream job uh, but it definitely had its challenges I worked an hour to an hour and a half away with San Diego traffic um, and it was exhausting my job was really tough at the last park I was at and it was 
uh, campground, which was really cool. So that was kind of the first introduction to the RV lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's Southern California. It's very expensive. There were a lot of like homeless who would live in the park and it was very, very challenging, very, very stressful. Um, kind of a inner city park too. Yeah. Up in North County. So a lot of colorful characters <laughs> in that park. So, <laughs> <laughs> we were burnt out and between that and, uh, you know, the commute and I, I would, um, have these crazy hours I would open and close the park so I'd get home at 10 o'clock at night eat dinner wake up at five get back to the park um on Friday nights I would have to sleep over at the park I would sleep in the office <laughs> and wake up I, I would work till 11 30 at night and then um work the next morning at seven so when I got there they said oh just you just sleep in the office <laughs> so it was really interesting I, I did that for a while and I slept in a hammock and um, there were some amazing work campers there who who let me sleep in their their class sure. a and rv and their r pod and their r pod too so I, I bounced around a little bit but it was no way to live we were pretty getting pretty burnt out we we're trying to think of something better we wanted to travel you know just kind of that winds of change coming yeah the, the my idea too of travel was always like international I've been all over the U.S. but that wasn't always my bucket list thing like I always wanted to go abroad so when we moved to San Diego we always thought okay this will be our home base and from here we'll travel but it's expensive to live there and you get caught up in working and working paying the bills and everything there wasn't much time for yeah. travel and for us we only had one day off together it's hard out there for everybody yeah but Southern California is definitely different i mean i'm a native over there it is oh yeah it's a different type of grind than where you would see most areas just because of the cost of living you know yeah. it just it's different and then obviously like you mentioned it's even when you find a good job sometimes or even a job you like that pays well there is that 60 to 90 minute commute that most people just don't factor in to what their life's going to be like to go one way to work and spend an hour 90 minutes on the road so it, it creeps up on you pretty fast where you just start you know this is groundhog you know i'm just in and out doing the same thing <laughs> I, I think it's pretty crazy that they you know actually required you to sleep over one night and yet didn't have accommodations for that but that's you know, <laughs> that just reminds me of california hey whatever just do it do what you got to do to do keep it, the yeah. job yeah and it, it was uh, supposed to be better than five jobs i had five jobs at one time before that <laughs> And it's the hustle, you know, but you know, you got to work hard to get what you want. Without a doubt. There was a, I think it was in Living Color that had a skit where like, it's Jamaicans that are like, you only have five jobs, man. You're not, you're lazy, man. You know, I've got 13 <laughs> jobs. And, and I remember being like in my twenties and being like, that's not even a, like a Jamaican thing. That's like all of us. Everyone's having to grind, no matter what you have to do, just to break even. It's not even like to get ahead. It's just to keep afloat, yeah. which is crazy. The hustle. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. So park ranger, and it sounds like Veronica, you went out, you were just starting to kind of go out on your own, which is great. I mean, obviously part of Rootless is, you know, really trying to encourage people to be able to take control of, you know, their their own income and work and everything like that as best they can too. This whole nine to five, being in an office, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially in 2020. And it uh, looks like you're able to do that. But then you guys had a little bit of a, a, a little shock in the sense that you got pushed. Let's talk about how, what happened. Yeah. There. So people always talk about like, oh, I'm waiting for a sign. What's the sign? Like our sign, literally like, got mailed to us Came in the, the mailbox mail. <laughs> <laughs> so our our landlord she was up in san francisco great 
great landlord. She's awesome. And we got a letter out of the blue, literally a week after I quit my full-time job and decided to go out on my own. Um, and it said like, Hey guys, like this is really hard to do, but thinking about for a while and have 30 days notice because I'm finally after like much ado, I'm going to build my house to die in. So <laughs> that vacant lot in front of our apartment that we had tons of barbecues and parties in was now going to be the plot for her home to die her, in to die her retirement in. <laughs> home. <laughs> the way she put it was really funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. That way it is. It's a bummer though, where it's like, wow, our barbecue place is now going to be a graveyard. That's not cool. 30 days is a much time. Yeah. So we're like, oh man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're like, well, let's look for other apartments. Um, we went down that path. We're like, maybe we should just move. I don't know. We we went around and around about it. And then we were talking to my bubby and she had the, the light bulb idea. She said, you know, why don't you guys live in an RV? <laughs> and we're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I know a lot about the RVs from the park and, um, we could totally, that's something we could totally do and, and empower ourselves rather than pay more money in rent farther from the beach in an older place with more restrictions, you know? Um, absolutely. Heck yeah. So we did our crazy research on it. Adam's crazy research. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of research in a short amount of time. Uh, well, obviously 30 days isn't much. So we had probably two weeks at that point. Um, so I went to Facebook and I found uh, a work camping job up in Tahoe and it was perfect. It provided employee housing and it was a good way for us. You know, we didn't have an RV yet. We didn't really know exactly what we wanted to buy, Yeah. but it gave us a, a launching point and a place to kind of decompress and reset and carry forward with our lives, you know, intentionally, instead of just kind of living paycheck to, to paycheck and, and watching the days and the weeks go by yeah seven years we look back we're like holy crap it it went by fast like we've been here for seven years it, it happened real quick you know like not what have we done like we we've, we've traveled we love seeing live music and stuff but we're like we wanted we knew we wanted more out of life you know you can't just live life in autopilot because then it go you know then all these people uh you know look back and they're in retirement age and like what what happened so it was a way to seize the moment yeah as i'm coming up on three years kind of full timing i can tell you it's got a weird dynamic of time that's different in the sense that it feels like it's been really fast but it also feels like it's been really slow and in a way yeah. that, that's just different than you know i mean i hate to say sticks and bricks like it's completely different but you know it's just the time is different like three years has gone by really fast but there's a lot more slower moments i think within the three years where i have like a vivid memory of of things happening and you know obviously new experiences all the time so you hone in and i think it has to do with the fact that i'm just not even though there is a lot of repetitive kind of parts of my life mm -hmm. a lot of times the views are different or you know the the neighbors are different so there's all these different like milestones that are just different that i think that's what causes that weird conundrum of it still goes fast but there's these other moments that you know kind of slow it down in a way and it allows you to just appreciate it so you guys get to tahoe you have the work job and Veronica, it sounds like you're probably still doing your thing. When did you guys actually get into a rig? When did you guys actually find a rig and start traveling? It was We got to Tahoe in June, and we didn't get our RV, our motorhome, until October, actually. So it took 
quite some time. We went round and round, like, oh, let's, we kind of went into it saying like, we want a class A. And then every time we go out and look, you know, the salespeople are like, no, no, you want to, you want a fifth wheel or, oh, get a travel trailer. It's easy to pull. We didn't have a big truck though to haul anything. So kind of would have been if we went that route, a class A or not a class A, a fifth wheel wheel or a travel trailer, we would have needed to make two substantial purchases so we did crazy research on everything we went out and saw it was about an hour drive to each place we did craigslist we did facebook marketplace and of course we we went to the dealers and it was an hour each way and all of our spare time was looking up rigs um but it was cool we learned a lot about everything and trucks too we learned everything about the right truck and how to haul and we ended up um running out of time it was kind of a you know the season was ending. We had to get something and it kind of just aligned perfectly. We went down to Sacramento and went to a dealer, walked into this rig. And I said like, this is it. Let's just do it. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, 112 outside though. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get going. It's hot. This is it. We've seen them all. It's good enough. And then like it, it turned out to be perfect for, for what we needed. Yeah. So we went used, we got a uh, our motorhome's a 2006, but it only had 14,000 miles, and one owner was a older gentleman. He kept it in his barn, and um, it's an Itasca. Really like it. Three slide-outs, super yeah. spacious. It's 36 feet, and honestly, it's we don't lack anything, which is amazing. Like It's as big as our house was in back home, you know, back in San Diego before this lifestyle. We have a you know full closet and a kitchen and couch and you know workspace. It's amazing. We love it. Her name is Mavis after Mavis Staples, <laughs> and she sang, "I'll take you there." So she she takes us there. <laughs> I do like that. You know, there's a couple things here that are good. Is the the battle of Class A fifth wheel. You know, especially if you spend any time in any kind of Facebook groups, you see someone new coming in asking the question, and then the answers are always, "You should get this because I have this." And what I think I've learned in the last three years is there's not a right answer, really, because you could honestly, I think you could take twin couples with the exact same needs and one would be much happier than in a fifth wheel than a class A and vice versa. And it's just, it really just comes down to personal preference. There are some categories, you know, that you can talk about, especially if someone's like, well, one of our partners needs to pee all the time. We've got two dogs that don't like to go in and out. And then you're like, okay, class A makes sense. Or, you know, our kids need to go to the restroom all the time in the road, class A makes sense. Or whatever those little things are, me being six foot seven, a fifth wheel was a must. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't messing around with class A's once I walked into one, unless I had like a $600,000 budget to have a 12 foot high ceiling class A. So all these little factors, (laughs) come into play but i just think it's funny that it's a question that's still answered and it's like it just you can tell people why you chose what you chose but to actually ever tell someone you should get this over this i think is a weird place so i do like that you guys did the research went back and forth and figure out what works best for you guys i think that is a hard process i also like that you guys brought up used you know as someone that had to store my rv for a month before we left we bought it in april we left june one it was one very difficult to find storage in southern california two it was incredibly expensive. And the thing that I was blown away when I talked to the guy was he was saying about 80 to 90% of these RVs don't leave the yard even once a year. So you can find really great used low mileage RVs because a lot of people do. They buy them, think they're going to go out every weekend and they don't. Absolutely. Or it's really sad too when 
you know, people wait. This is part of like my inspiration for this lifestyle to just do it uh, because people wait. I'll wait until I'm retired and wait until I'll wait until I'm retired. Uh, and then they finally buy it. And then, you know, health problems health set problems. in or they're older, they can't vision we've, issues. We've seen we've met a lot of people like that who are in that situation. Yeah. It's really sad. So. No, I, I do agree that it is. It's it's not a lifestyle to wait for. That's for sure. And, and there are ways, even if you, like I had uh, a guest on recently that they still have a nine to five and they figured out a way that they just live in it. And then Friday night they load up and they go traveling for the weekend and then they come back and wow, right. And I've been like, that's a great way of doing it too. If you're still stuck having to physically go somewhere Monday through Friday, I think about that for myself. If I had a Monday through Friday, nine to five job, I'd still try to find a way to live this lifestyle because that Friday to Sunday, amazing things can happen. If I have the ability just to jump in and go weekend warrior yeah without i mean because here's the thing i think a lot of people forgive me listeners if i've talked about this is <laughs> that i think for a lot of people when they rent an rv you know it's no different than going on vacation you most people when they get back from vacation they need another vacation because of all the stress of unpacking getting reloaded figuring things out if you're living in your whatever rv fifth wheel and every weekend you go out there is none of that where you have to be like did we remember to bring the wine opener you know what i mean because you have that in the rig that's your only home and it does make for an interesting like conversation that when people are like oh yeah we've we used to rv during the summer there's no way I could do it full time i actually feel vacationing isn't the same as living in it full time and once people kind of realize that there's so much kind of stress that goes in with do we have all the right stuff do we have everything do we have everything planned out we have to rush so much into the next 10 days of vacation and then we got to get back we got to return the rv we got to unpack it just really becomes really stressful and it's not probably something they look back except for you know a couple of the moments within the trip where they look back and say oh that was really a great lifestyle it's really not until you live it that you you kind of get it where it's like okay this is so much different than a sticks and bricks with a weekend warrior kind of situation so you guys find the perfect rig which is awesome and then uh, it sounds like you're obviously in Northern California, Nevada, either or Nevada, depending on what part of Tahoe you're in. And then where do you guys go from there? We, we get the rig and we finally took our trip back down to visit our friends. And we did um, Nevada, Las Vegas. Grand and, Canyon. Oh, and then we went to Grand Canyon and, and Sedona. That was a lot of fun. And then we went back to San Diego. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. So we stayed there for Thanksgiving and then uh, Friendsgiving. We do a Friendsgiving every year with our friends. And then headed back up to Northern California and San Benito County because Adam got another work camping job at a different park. So we rode out winter there. That was probably the wettest winter in Southern California history. Uh, 2018. Tons of rain. We were about, San Benito County is like inland from Santa Cruz and Big Sur and all that. So there was some pretty stuff nearby. We got to do a couple little trips here and there. So we were kind of stationary for the first few months of having the RV, which was actually, it was, I, looking back, I enjoyed it because everything was so new of owning an RV and the maintenance and all of that. So it gave us some time to like not have that pressure, like, okay, we have two or three weeks and then we got to move on, you know? So we kind of learned all about the RV during that few month period. It's actually a really good point. 
you know, again, I'm always learning stuff. That is an interesting concept of once you get it, if you're able to do a longer stay in the beginning and just, you know, kind of test out all the bells and whistles. I mean, obviously some of the components that go wrong is in the little earthquake. It has to go through, you know, every other week or month, however much you drive, you know, we're putting a lot of stress on these vehicles when we're on the road, but that is actually kind of interesting you know, to spend some time in the rig and get used to the rig and then be able to head out. It's a, it's a smart concept as well, too. Everything started falling into place at that point. I had the months prior to everything, I was working six to eight hours after work on just learning how to build a WordPress website. I wanted to create a job board for cool adventure jobs, ones that I had worked in in the past. I'd been a surf instructor, I've worked on organic farms in Australia, uh, zip lining. I've done, you know, paddle boarding and park ranger. I've worked with wildlife. And I'm like, dude, this is cool. If there's only a place, one place where people can go and discover cool jobs because they exist. But uh, up until that point, they're pretty hard to find. I was finally able to branch out and take that live in June. And that's when we really hit the road and hit our stride in the Pacific Northwest. And that was so cool. We Our first stop was Florence, Oregon. And we met Dr. Dune of the Sand Dunes. Um, and we recorded a little bit for him as part of a, a series to be released about cool jobs all around the country. And he took us out and we were able to learn what sandboarding was all about. And it was really cool. So is that the idea to actually go around the country and just record really cool jobs that people have available, but then also make sure that people know that these jobs are available and where to find them? Absolutely. Who's ever heard of sandboarding before? You know, um, not many people. And it's a very unique sport. Yeah, there's so many outdoor travel and adventure jobs out there. And, you know, there's some other websites out there that focus on like seasonal things or very or even more broad spectrum service industry and that. But there was nothing really that where people that know they want to travel or go live someplace awesome, nothing like that. So that's why Good Nature Job Envision yeah. created. Because honestly, a job like that is why I've lived, why I live this current lifestyle. I know that you had the park ranger job, but let's go back to like one of these kind of first jobs. I mean, you mentioned stuff in Australia and working different farms. Like what was the first kind of, you know, good nature job that you had? Uh, so I actually found my first good-natured job by mistake. I applied to be a lifeguard at a YMCA in California. I had just driven across the country. I was inspired by the movie Into the Wild and kind of left on a whim. And it was the most amazing experience. And I met so many cool people in my travels, and it was time to find a job. So I applied to be a lifeguard at a YMCA, and it happened to be at a surf camp. So it was a resident camp where you, where I got to live on the beach. I got three meals a day and I got to learn how to surf. I was in the water for three hours every single day. Uh, we did archery and rock climbing and I learned how to teach environmental sciences to kids. And it was the most rewarding job ever. Uh, still to this day, my favorite job. Well, whereabouts in California? This was actually in San Diego. That, that was the first time I went to San Diego. Now, what are some of the jobs right now that, you know, give me some examples of what people can kind of find if they're looking for, you know, just something to change up and do something different. 
we have so many cool jobs. There's some great opportunities out there. We have had elephant sanctuaries in Cambodia searching for program coordinators to run their tours, nature guides in Portugal, zip line courses in the Berkshires. So you can go and live on site, teach zip lining, and meet a bunch of cool people and have an amazing summer. Many of them are very seasonal. So may, many of them are fun. So it sounds like most of the jobs are seasonal. Are you guys having some of the traditional like camp worker stuff as well too? Or is it all just kind of really one of a kind kind of interesting jobs or, you know, take me along that kind of road. If someone's like, hey, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to be able to travel the country and be able to make some money. I'm going to go to this website. Are there you know, the regular kind of like camp hosting jobs as well too available? Yeah, we have a whole work camping category. And right now we have the unbeatable experience who is hiring for the the beet harvest in the fall. So it's one that will cover the fall season as well. So it's not just summer, spring, summer. And most of the jobs are definitely seasonal, correct? No, there's been some full-time year round positions too. And we're, we're constantly looking for new employers to partner with you know we're, we're still at a growth stage so it's, it's new and it's all about building the relationships on both ends the the job seekers and then also the employers looking to hire great talent do you need experience because it sounds like even some of the jobs that you mentioned adam it's kind of like once you get there you're trained a little and then you get to go i mean you're not you're not an amateur zipliner showing up and saying hey here's my resume and all my zipline i've been doing forever Sounds like you get there, they kind of teach you what you need to be able to do to make it safe. Absolutely. That's, okay. that's a benefit of the cool job. You get full training. Most jobs provide first aid training as well. And it's all hands-on experience. That's awesome. That sounds fun. And, and is it, and it sounds like it's international and the United States. You know, the majority of them international, majority of them here in the States. Um, it's, it's about half and half at this point. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, we had someone on recently that were like international pet sitters. And that kind of blew my mind that, you know, that that's even a thing, you know, where it's like, wow, you can go stay in Germany for two weeks and you basically have to watch someone's turtle and you get to live there for two weeks for free and use their car. You just have to take really good care of their prized turtle. And I thought that's really interesting. This is really cool too, that people are finding these jobs. So just real quick, if someone is listening that one has this kind of job and needs people to want to apply to it, are they just going to goodnaturejobs.com and there's a form that they can fill out to either host a job and then or get a job? Yeah, exactly. So the employer can just set up an account and post their job on there. We have different uh, packages available for that. Or the the job seeker, the candidate, can go in and search jobs. They can tag them to like a job and sign up for job alerts. So if they have specific parameters they want to stay in, it'll save that. And then they get alerted in their email box when something pops up. So it's absolutely free to users. I'm stoked on it. I think it's a really cool idea, especially if you're in this lifestyle and you're looking for something a little different to do, then, you know, like we talked about, you can really get stuck, you know, and that was kind of the fun name of Rulis. It was, had nothing to do with owning property or not owning property or not being loyal or anything of that nature, but just not being stuck. And sometimes no matter what we're doing, we can feel stuck in a season of teaching people how to, you know, sand surf would be awesome. You know what I mean? Or just at least work at, you know, zip line places and all these different areas. It sounds really cool. Before I let you guys go, what I like to do are these, these high lows. I used to do it with the kids and I do it because I think a lot of people, their only exposure sometimes now to this lifestyle is through like Instagram. And it's very rare that people post the lows. I mean, I did see a trend for a little while, but it's dying off where I think content creators are trying to show the 
oh no, our life's ruined. <laughs> we had a flat tire, you know, kind of clickbaity. And I feel like that's kind of gone away, which is good. But let's talk about a low and a high and we'll start with the low. What's been a low in the, the year and a half that you guys, almost two years you guys have been doing this? So low, I would say like, you know, there's a million places out there and we, we spent all of last year, actually, it's kind of a whirlwind um, in the Pacific Northwest. And it's that balance. So you're in these new, beautiful, amazing places, but you're building a business and, you know, it's, it's that balance of like getting outside. I think that's one thing we haven't like gotten to take full advantage of all the places we've been just because of that the time, really, it comes down to time. So we're not retired either. So we need to work to have an income to pay for the- We're living a real tired lifestyle yet working full time. So it's kind of the pull on both sides. Like, oh, we should be relaxing a bit more and enjoying these places. And then the, also the pull like, well, we really need to get back and, and build the business and get back to work. Yeah, I have had some some fun experiences myself when I worked for someone they referred to my lifestyle as being on vacation. I was like, that's funny. That's not what my lifestyle is. And then oh, we stayed with on someone's property and we never left the rig because we were like doing some pre-launch stuff for the magazine. And we were just cranking away. And they didn't understand that either. They like were really like, I don't get it. You're you're living in an RV, but you're not going anywhere. I'm like, we go plenty of places, but we still have a job we have to do. You know, we I get that people do this for vacation or retirement, just like you said. But it's also our place of where we work. And it's been a, again, it's been a balance for us too. And I think most people think it's, it's bungee jumping and kayaking 24 seven. And we have to remind people, no, I wish, I wish I was retired. I wish I had enough money to not work and be able to do this lifestyle. <laughs> what's been, uh, that's what what's working so hard for. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No, no. I mean, I, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, even if you're doing something you love doing, you know, I'm, I mean, for me, it's different owning my own company than working for someone else now, just because I'm, I can travel whenever I want to. If I want to take a three mile walk in the middle of the day, I can, I'm not to someone's becking call in a way, which is funny. Cause I, I think I've talked about it a little is that I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can because I want my business to be successful. And even with that, I'll still move on a Monday. I'll do a two hour kayak in the middle of the day on a Thursday, because really at the end of the day, my balance makes me a better employee or employer to myself. You know what I mean? And it's weird that when you refer to someone else, they don't see that. And that always makes me laugh where, yeah. no, look, this is me. I'm doing the best thing I can for me. And for me, it's to move on a Monday as opposed to move on a Friday and show up at a campground that's crowded. Or for me, it's like, why don't I get on the lake when no one's here? And it's funny that like bosses don't understand that, that we're, we're actual adults. We'll get the work done when we can get the work done kind of a thing. It's a weird tangent. I apologize. But let's talk about your guys' high. What's been a good high for you guys? So I would say a high is getting to travel with my dogs and my lady and my fridge, um, working wherever I want with a lot of freedom and flexibility. Um, I can go for a walk at 11 o'clock at night or at five o'clock in the morning. I could take lunch whenever I want. And, you know, the freedom and flexibility is absolutely amazing. The different places that we get to go is really exciting. We can go out to eat and explore new hiking trails and mountain biking trails. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think the high of the this lifestyle too is like almost every day we're experiencing something totally new. You know, whether you're in a new place or it's a new type of weather or meeting new people, new towns. It's, that's the coolest thing. Like we look back at the 
last year and a half when we truly pulled the trigger and went full time. And we've experienced so much in that short period of time, like that we never, ever would have been able to do if we didn't live the way we do. Yeah, I think you spot on. You captured it right there. I think a lot of people don't understand that's what's really making this kind of lifestyle magical is the ability to just work. It's ever changing. You're, you're constantly learning, you know, and it's, it's interesting because it's the reverse of getting into like some sort of rhythm, even though this lifestyle does really have a rhythm to it, but it is, it's the, the new neighbors every other week. If you're moving every other week, it's the new weathers, it's finding out the, what's going on in this town. And that part of it is just a lot of fun. And I think, you know, especially if, if that's what, you enjoy doing, then of course, you're gonna have a ton of fun doing. I didn't know that I would enjoy it as much. I thought I was a city kid. I've talked about this and I'm actually a small town guy. I really like the small towns and I really like where things aren't, you know, crazy, where it's nice and quiet. You know, my biggest complaint lately is a leaf blower and that's it. <laughs> like I have my boomer moments where I'm like yelling, get a rake, <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You don't have to blow the leaves every day. And I'm really surprised on this podcast, normally there's this thing where as soon as I hit record, it's where someone is bringing out a pressure washer or a leaf blower. And it didn't happen on this one, which was great. Well, I want to thank you guys both for hanging out with me. I want people to know where they can find you guys in both social and then your guys' uh, website, Facebook pages, whatever you have. I'll link it down below, but go ahead and let people know where they can find you. You can find us at goodnaturedjobs.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash goodnaturedjobs and Instagram at Instagram slash good.nature.jobs. Well, Adam, Veronica, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. And, you know, I hope people that are inspired in this lifestyle will learn, one, doesn't take a lot of planning. Two, it, and I'm finding this more and more, when you're out on the road, you might actually find something that inspires you to start your own business in and around this lifestyle. You know, it's not a unique story to me that I've been on the road three years and started a magazine. I run into this over and over, the people that get on the road they find a really fun business that they can start in and around this lifestyle. So kudos to both of you for doing that. Totally. Thanks so much for having us. All right, you guys, take care. Thank you. Well, another fun episode. I have to be honest, the idea of doing fun, kind of seasonal, interesting jobs does sound like a lot of fun. And I've actually, in my past, been a lifeguard and then a camp counselor. And I look back on those memories really fondly. And to be able to think about doing it while traveling would be a ton of fun. Now, if you want to learn more about Good Nature Jobs or Adam and Veronica, head over to their website, goodnaturejobs.com. You'll find links to their social channels as well if you want to find out more about them. But if you're looking for a fun, interesting, kind of seasonal job, this is going to be a great resource. Oh, and also, if you really want to get a little bit more in-depth about who they are, if you go to rootlessliving.com and download the free digital subscription, they're in issue number two. Just try to find them. And before you hit stop, please take a second and give this podcast a review. Five-star reviews are a huge help. You sharing it with your family and friends is also a huge help. And really, if you get the magazine and you like it, please share that with your family and friends as well, too. And like always, if you think you know someone that would make a good guest for the show, or that guest might even be you, please send us an email at podcast at rootlessliving.com and let's see if we can tell your story. Until next week, stay rootless.